Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. Presented by Cape and Cowl Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Rainier. Rainier, how's it going? What's up, Henry? Well, what is up is San Diego Comic Con 2018. We are days away, or scratch Hours. that. Well, Hours away, yes, but what I was going to correct is that you are days away because I, sadly, will not be attending this year. I know, man. Unfortunately. I'm, I'm still in denial that you're not <laughs> going to be there. It's a weird feeling. Um, I've been kind of uh, nudging your shoulder like, Hannah, oh, come yeah, on, yeah, just fly have. in for a day, <laughs> like baller status style, and then fly right out. That way you can say that you did not miss Comic-Con 2018. I mean, it is breaking a streak. You know, I've been going for quite a few years in a row now, so this will be the first year since 2011 that I will not have gone. So kind of unfortunate and yeah sure there's gonna be a bit of FOMO on my part you know uh this year I will not be attending and this week I think I'm gonna be feeling it a bit I'm gonna be feeling uh, the void hey if it's if it's uh, of any help I just found out that sci-fi is gonna be doing a lot of comic-con coverage oh okay uh before years ago um Attack of the Show on the G4 network Yeah, used to do a lot of extensive coverage of Comic-Con. I remember that. Bring you right on the con floor. Yeah, uh, It's been missing since that network had uh, dropped, but it sounds mm-hmm. like sci-fi is, is going to be picking that up. So, hey, you uh, might still be able to attend in spirit. There you go. So people like me who won't be there in person can follow along at home, right? So that's a good tip. Sci-fi channel. We'll- have a plenty of coverage. Yep. And I know you're in FOMO, man. I've been there. I've been going to Comic-Con since 2001. Damn. And I've missed two Comic-Cons. Okay. Did I ever tell you why I've missed those Comic-Cons? Do tell. I missed them because the these were the first years they actually sold out. Oh, okay. The selling out at Comic-Con tickets, it's a common thing because it's a lottery, right? But back right. then, at that time, you could actually buy your Comic-Con tickets the day of. Mm-hmm. And so the first time I was not able to attend was because I could not buy tickets. They actually oh. sold out. Yeah. So these two years, these lone two years, the only reason you didn't go was because you weren't able to get a, a badge, essentially. Yeah. This was before the lottery system. Oh, okay. This was just first come, first serve, and I just uh, missed the train. Wow. And they sold out of tickets. So you have never willingly opted out of Comic-Con for 18 years, basically. Not in my conscious memory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. So for me, it really is a, a voluntary conscious decision. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, you know, if I get some withdrawals this week. <laughs> but um, that's, that is interesting. I, 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 I didn't know that you, you know, if you had it your way, you would be like 18 years straight, you know, yeah. nonstop. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah, yeah, there is life, sadly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even though I say, like, oh, I'm, like, opting out this year, I'm doing it on purpose, it's not because of any, like, bad feelings. I think I talked about this before. It's not like, oh, I'm so over this shit, it's garbage. No, I, 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 I still have uh, some good feelings toward this convention and tons of 
amazing memories. And I just wanted to call out the greatness of this convention. You know, it is really the number one pop culture convention in the world. I mean, there's pretty much no question. I don't think anyone's going to debate you on that, right? <laughs> Dude, can I just throw it out there that I'll, I'll explain in plain English as to why I know you're not going? Oh, oh wait, well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> this is my impression. Okay. Is that last year you had such a blast. <laughs> you had such a great time. You made such memorable moments that you don't think you could ever top that. That's pretty much exactly and it. And you want to end this streak on the greatest note possible. <laughs> you just nailed it, I think. <laughs> and I, I was surprised you said that because for most people, even people who know me fairly well, I think their impression is, look, oh, Henry's a parent now. And he's got to, I don't know, grow up a bit. Or um, just having to deal with the kid, it's just too much, you know? There's a small aspect of that. You know, I did bring my son, Simon, to SD Comic-Con last summer. And yeah, it was a bit of an ordeal. Um, but I think more than that is exactly what you said. It's just kind of finishing on a high. I, last year's Comic-Con was fucking amazing for me. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, so there, there definitely is an aspect of uh, walking away on a high note. Now, looking ahead... Does that mean I will never go to SDCC again? I'm not saying that, you know, not necessarily. Uh, so we shall see. Uh, another note I wanted to, to throw out there, you know, just in line with like the greatness of this convention, you know, this convention I think really has defined what it means to be a geek. You know, like in our, uh, our chat room, we talk a lot about, oh, that's not comics related or maybe someone puts a link <laughs> in the chat room and we're like is that comics related and there, you know there's always these kind of funny debates about like does this belong in a comic book chat or not right you know a lot of it is designed and uh, designated by this convention like you look at what has a presence at San Diego Comic-Con it, it's almost like that's accepted in terms of oh that's geek culture They've really defined it. You know, they've really kind of brought out and defined into the world, you know, what it means to be a geek, what is geeky, what is this culture, right? Do you, don't you think there's an aspect there uh, with this particular convention? Yes, um, although I think I'm still trying to grasp what the definition of what geeky is. Yeah. And that's the thing, that there's so many ways to define it. I think what you're getting at is that they've... Um, they've captured that broad scope of that definition and it's all yeah. there, right? And it's not something mm -hmm. you can actually put a definition to. I mean, there are some words that can describe it, but yeah. the feeling of that, of, of geek culture, uh, yes, I think Comic-Con definitely captures that. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of feel what you're saying too. Like, well, it's, it's not just these specific things. And I'm certainly not saying only the things that you see at San Diego Comic-Con can be considered geek culture. No, not at all. But I am saying that the stuff that is there, it kind of becomes like this worldwide consciousness of, oh, like, okay, this is what this culture is all about. It's, it's part of, uh, you know, I don't know, the, the conversation, you know, absolutely. You know, uh, I think without this convention, it might be, 
a little more confusing. Um, people might be scratching their heads a little bit more, but it has given definition. It has given a place for people like us to discuss these things and and just sort of bring us all together, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing I wanted to ask you, Rainier, since you've been going so many years, do you have any sort of ritual, any preparation? Like we're hours away, basically, from SDCC 2018. Uh, are there things that you prepare? Um, it's a big convention. It's a big time commitment. What sort of things yeah. do you do before the convention? Ooh, I mean, other than the obvious of packing a toothbrush and some clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, you know, we shouldn't ignore little, thing, little things like that, right? <laughs> I feel like all of the prep work is actually before the convention, and that starts with pre-registration, registration, finding a hotel, finding out what your situation is going to be like when you actually yeah. get to San Diego. I feel like mm-hmm. that is all the heavy lifting. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Now it is. And, uh, you know, there's a level of anxiety that runs really high during that time. Yes. Because the biggest question is, am I going to be able to get into this thing? And if I do get mm-hmm. in, am I going to have a place to sleep at night? <laughs> yes. Right? So that, that, those are the biggest things. So preparation for the actual convention, you know, I'm, it's, you would think that I would, I would have a laundry list of things considering how many years I've been going to this. Mm-hmm. But I really don't, man. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because, like, I don't want to set an itinerary where I'm hard pressed to follow it because then if it doesn't happen and that is often because things change at the drop of a dime, yeah. you know, I don't want to find myself disappointed. And uh-huh. oftentimes the things that make, you know, my comic con experience great are the things that just suddenly happen out of nowhere. Yes. And that happens just as equally as often as things that fall through for disappointment. Yeah. So I tend to look on the more spontaneous side of things. I mean, sure. I mean, I'll have like a general idea of like what panels I might want to see, um, you know, what exclusives I'm looking for or what signings I'm looking for, mm-hmm. um, because they definitely have that planned out right. weeks, maybe even months in advance. But, uh, you know, if you're the type of person that needs to stick to an itinerary, whew, that's that's a tough one because <laughs> yeah. there's just so many variables. I mean, like you got to consider there are hundreds of thousands of people that are looking at the same itinerary and want to do the same exact things that you want to do. Yeah. So yeah. you're essentially competing with, you know, that crowd. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand what you're talking about. Like uh, when I have gone in past years, I have tended to do a little more prep work than you've described. But I definitely did more in my <laughs> earlier years. Do I sound like a total slob that like just shows up to class unprepared for the test? To me, like, absolutely. hey, can I borrow a number two pencil? <laughs> to me, absolutely not, because I understand what you're saying. Like my first few years at SDCC, I would do some heavy preparation. Like we're talking spreadsheets, and like I would create these uh, calendars where it'd be like. Here's plan A, and I would have a plan B calendar and a plan C. I think it went down to D. And uh, a D list. I mean, yeah, there's all these like little um, backup plans, which kind of like what we've been saying, you you need to have these backup plans because things never go as planned, right? Um, But even with all this preparation, man, it was like all that stuff almost went out the window. Like some of it came in handy. Or it was like I was just looking at, at my, my my crazy like 
four-way calendar thing and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Let me go check that out. And that kind of came in handy. But for the most part, you know, it, I was better off what I what I did the last couple years or so where it was just more of a loose itinerary. It was like a single calendar and nothing was set in stone, sort of guideline in line with what you've been talking about. You know, um, you can really set yourself up for disappointment if you're like, I am definitely doing this or I am definitely doing that because chances are uh, your plans are going to change big time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not to say that like you're going to always find yourself disappointed if you're going to like aim for these huge goals, but you just Mm -hmm. have to understand that like stuff just happens. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It can be a real pitfall to be like, oh, there's this one thing. I don't care about anything at this con, but as long as I can do this one thing, I'm happy. That, that's a pretty bad mindset because even one thing, and you can dedicate a lot of time and effort, like get in line super early or whatever, um, and still not achieve this one goal, you know? Um, so yeah, no, I totally like your attitude where you're a little bit more laid back. You're like, well, I'll have a little bit of prep, but for the most part, I'm just gonna sort of go with it, you know? And whatever happens, happens. You know, I think that's a good, healthy approach. <laughs> and I think that's the reason why I'm able to find myself being surprised every year with new things that, like, you know, we all have, like, our, our, our highlight reels of, of what had happened at Comic-Con. Yeah. And, like, every every trip is a unique experience, man. Like, it's it's always a new thing. It's never just a, oh, here we go again, Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. I guess we're going to do this again. It's never like that. Yeah, it, it's so true. So true. Yeah, you know, if you look at other conventions, and we've been to many other conventions, uh, it's a totally unique thing. Like other conventions, you can kind of plan stuff out. I'm going to do this panel and this photo and this autograph, and, you know, you're all set, right? Uh, San Diego is an entirely different beast. You know, you you can really plan and, and, like, try to do you know your scheduled uh, events as much as you can and it can come out completely you know different mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely hard to predict and in addition to all of that year to year comic-con changes you know you talked about how before it wasn't that hard to get your badges you know um, now there's this whole lottery system and it seems like every year there's something new and this year is no different you know this year they've changed the lottery system for exclusives and signings right um you want to talk about this a little bit yeah it's completely different actually rewind a little bit before we hop into that yeah so knowing that you were the type that would prepare for your convention and have a four-way itinerary now that you're not going this year are you relieved that you don't have that on your shoulders? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a sense of relief because, you know, we've been talking about it. There's so much preparation involved, whether it's, you know, taking uh, part in the pre-registration or taking part in the open registration. There's the parking lottery. There's the hotel lottery. I don't drive, so the parking lottery is not even on my, <laughs> that, that's on my radar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's different things for different people, right? Um, but yeah, you throw in these new exclusives and signings lotteries. 
um, it's just a lot of stress that is kind of off my plate now. So it's been kind of nice not to have to deal with that. But, you know, now that the week of San Diego Comic-Con has come, yeah, I'm, I am missing it a bit because usually this is the point where everything is kind of in place, mm-hmm. right? You got your hotel, you got your badges, you've got your mode of transportation, whatever. Everything's kind of in place and it's just like, it's, it's go time. That's game you time. Know? Yeah, I, I, time. I, I remember that feeling well, you know, where everything just sort of lined up. It's like, I'm ready. Let, let's just do this, you know? So yeah. I'm missing that a bit, no question. T- I think for me, the anxiety, that level of anxiety is is alleviated when I've actually gotten my luggage into the hotel room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's where it is for me. Yeah. And you know what? And I think we have talked about this a bit too, but – you know, to say that, you know, it's the day before Comic-Con and you got your badge, you got your hotel, you got your, you got your parking pass, uh, you got your plane tickets, whatever you want to say. Um, the fight doesn't really end there, does it? No, man, no, it does not. When you're there, even though we're kind of like this, this like, um, uh, like, oh, whatever happens, happens kind of mindset, you know, laid back. You know, th- that's not to say during the convention we're not running around like madmen, you know, because there's an aspect of, well, a lot of the stuff you need to do for Comic-Con is prep stuff, you know, getting your badge and whatnot. But a lot of it is like making the effort to, I don't know, find your fun in you, a way. You know, it's a good example of that is What's when that? we met the cast of Preacher, remember? Yes. We were, like, so surprised that we were able to make it in there with ease. Yeah. But then, like, the pressure kicked in when we realized, oh, man, if we just bum rush the stage, we can get up to them and, like, say what's up to them. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's that's a pretty high level of anxiety. Just try- We were trying to, like, climb over the stadium seats <laughs> just so we could get down to the level of where they were standing. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even need to talk to each other. The moment we discovered that the cast of Preacher was – was down with meeting some fans we were just in like in mission mode we're like, this is our shot <laughs> this is it we this gotta is, take it yeah this is what we've been training all year for right so it's stuff like that you know um you have to make the effort um i, I know at least for you and i i mean i the, mean just for a brief description of anyone that's listening <laughs> we were the stadium seats that we were trying to get down through it was at a decline and so we were literally climbing over stadium seats like stumbling yeah and yelling <laughs> so that they would, so we could buy some time so we could get to, uh, so we can, you know, get to where they were. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and sure enough, it paid off. But what was running in my head was like, I'm going to keep going until security pushes me out of the way. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that security was trying to get them out the door. Um, but, uh, you know, it, 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 it was the cast themselves that they wanted to meet the fans you know so that was that's what made it happen essentially right we got to meet them uh, do that so that was awesome and that's comic-con like little moments like that that's what it's all about it was not expected we had to fight for it and uh it was just uh, a great memory yeah you know it was fun. yeah super cool <laughs> all right all right so let's talk about this new lottery system that you yeah. introduced earlier yeah yeah so it's different so this year exclusive signings Celebrity signings, exclusive toys, um, stuff only available at Comic-Con 
what would normally happen is everyone would wake up at the crack of dawn and, and you know, head to the convention center and line up. Um, and now and, and line up for either the Hall H line or the everything else line. Yep. Right. And everything else line would include these exclusives, these signings. Mm-hmm. And uh, there would always be some level of confusion as far as which line is which. Everyone's always. talking to each other to try to communicate. Yep. And then, and then when it's go time and it's time to go in, they open the doors. It's a mad scramble and everyone gets just as confused again. <laughs> People get angry. Volunteers go crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's basically Black Friday for, yeah. uh, for comic geeks. So up until this year, part of that everything else line you just described included people going for these lotteries, right? These uh, exclusives and celebrity signings lotteries. They've changed that to an online system this year. So basically, we won't see any of that anymore in terms of people going for these the, the morning of. Oh, I, wouldn't say right? that, I wouldn't say any of this because there's still the convention floor uh, lottery drawings. And I know Marvel has something yeah. every day from like Friday or from like, I don't know, Thursday to Saturday. Right. That's a great point. So the, I guess you can say the officially sanctioned SDCC exclusives and signings yeah. uh, are online. But all that Wild West stuff that happens on the exhibit floor, yeah. those lotteries, yep. those stay the same. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we'll still you'll still be seeing a lot of that. Um, but I think it. I think the new rule still will kind of change the landscape a bit, right? I think it'll help. Yeah, it'll help f- alleviate the, the, the craziness. It'll probably alleviate like a couple hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious to see what the lines are going to look like because like what's great is that, okay, so what's great with this new system is you know you know that you've taken a shot and you know if you've won it or not. So mm-hmm. it's not even worth it if you didn't win this online lottery. Yeah. How it was before was you're lining up just to take a shot at a lottery. Yeah. And chances were slim that you would even get the shot at the lottery because the lines were so long. Yeah. Yeah. So the online landscape is great because it gives everyone a fair chance. Yep. Um, but it is a blind bag mystery of what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a list of like, you have a list of, I want to say there were like maybe 50 different things. Most of them were exclusives, which they had at different time slots on different days. Uh, and then maybe maybe 10 to 15% of them were, you know, Warner Brothers signings, Fox signings, like celebrity, like um, autograph signings. Mm-hmm. And uh, at least with the online system, you know, you took a shot, you know? Yeah, I think it's... And that makes it fair for everybody. Yeah, I think it's much better. I think it's a better system. Yeah. But I'll, yeah, go ahead. Marvel is still going to continue with, Hey, get be the first one at our booth, and you can take a shot at a lottery for. Uh, I think they have an Agents of Shield signing. They mm-hmm. do have one signing that's titled Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. There's no. Have you seen this? No. There's no guests that are uh, that are lined up. It just says Avengers: Infinity War. So Whoa. it could be the entire cast. <laughs> it could be just the Russo brothers. It could just be Josh Brolin. Uh, but it's a big question mark of who's going to be there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because officially, Marvel Studios has stated they will not be at SDCC, right? Well, yeah. They also specifically said they're not going to be at Hall H. Mm-hmm. But they are going to have a booth. Right. Uh, and they are going to have some stuff. Yeah. So, And that's the thing, too. 
this year, it seemed like there were a lot of movie studios that were pulling away from Comic-Con, Marvel being one of them. I believe Lionsgate pulled away, uh, mm-hmm. a few others. Um, yeah. And it seemed like a lot of people were like, oh, why is everyone leaving Comic-Con? That's not totally true. Right, right. Things that happen at Comic-Con, again, like it's it can be very spontaneous. Some of them just... You know, some of these movie studios will just show up. If they're not actually on the convention floor, they might have some pop-up that's in, you know, the gas lamp area. You never know. There's going to be some presence of everything everywhere in San Diego. Yeah. And there's always surprises, you know, just because Marvel Studios says they're not going to have a Hall H panel. That doesn't mean they're not going to be there, you know, to some other degree, right? So, yeah, you never know. You never know what you might experience. And you know what I was thinking? You mentioned how having a lot of the a lot of the lotteries online rather than in person can alleviate the lines a bit, and it can alleviate the lines, particularly this everything else line we've been talking about, right? But in terms of the crowds and just the general madness of it all, I mean, it's really just kind of shifting people around. I mean, it's yeah. the, the same amount of people are still going to be there, right? Yep. So just because um, the, the the lottery for some exclusive you're going for has already been determined, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean like you're just going to like, oh, I guess I'm just going to sleep in that morning. No, people are going to go for something else, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the madness will will continue here's the thing that i look at uh the same number of like marvel fans that are out there there's just the same number of like supernatural fans that are out there yeah or just as many vampire diary fans out there you know yeah there's a there's a thing for every fandom there yeah that's maybe the number one coolest thing about san diego comic-con it's the the niche fandoms you come across you know all the mainstream stuff like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and Marvel and DC, of course, you're going to see fans there, um, as you do at a lot of other conventions. What you don't see at a lot of other conventions is uh, these smaller fandoms, and they, they show up in in force at SDCC. You know, mm-hmm. some of these panels that I've been at, you know, maybe just I'm in the room waiting for the next one. Um, they are so passionate, and it is really cool to see. Even if it's something that I'm not particularly into, it's really cool to see fans of something that maybe I had no idea about, um, to see them to be that passionate. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I honestly don't feel like there's going to be any reduction in the Hall H line. I think people are creatures of habit, Yeah. and they're just going to line up regardless. And that's the thing. People line up. If there's a line, people are going to line up. Yeah. Even if they don't know what it's for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hall H in particular. Like we've seen year after year, there are big surprises. Whether it's in Hall H itself, you know, we've seen some celebrities just show up, uh, you know, uh, know, unplanned. Um, But in line too, you know, it's kind of a thing in the Hall H line where celebrities will show up late night, you know. To say hello so there are still a lot of reasons to try to get into hall h right mm-hmm. which i think you are going to take crack at this year yeah uh yeah i'm gonna take a shot at it i mean hall h is always like on the menu for you right 
Uh, I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean, there have been some years where I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but there have been years where, yeah, I've stuck it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still can't believe the whole wristband debacle that happened last year. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about that quite a bit in terms of our 2017 recap. We, we, we talked about a lot of the complaints after the convention and the cutting and the, uh, the, the forged wristbands mm-hmm. um i mean i don't think you know there's it'll be the same complaints this year but there will be complaints it's <laughs> not mean, gonna be perfect yeah yeah there's always gonna be complaints about how things are run i mean that's just the way it is you have that many people at a convention the majority of which are fervent passionate possibly crazed fans uh, shit is gonna happen you know yeah. so it's just a matter of, of what what is is it going to be <laughs> this year, right? <laughs> Even more reason to be kind of like whatever happens happens kind of mindset, you know? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I think bad shit happens to to all of us, and uh, it's more about how you roll with the punches than you know trying to avoid it because it's pretty much impossible to avoid entirely, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, have you looked at things like the weather? Like what kind of weather like, are you looking it's gonna at? It's going to be 85 degrees. Oh. It's going to be a scorcher. <laughs> so. But I always expect that at San Diego. I mean, San Diego is consistently warm and nice. Yeah. There were a couple of years where it was overcast, and that was awesome. Yeah. Because yeah, you could yeah. escape some of that heat. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm expecting tank top and shorts weather for okay. sure. Yeah. Yep. There was one year, man, I was just dying. It was just... Was that two years ago? I think it was two years ago where it was just like Where any amount exceptionally of, of hot. shade you could find, you would hover to. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we can get close to uh, wrapping up a bit, but any last thoughts? Um, I did want to call out um, what we did allude to earlier. There does seem to be some pretty uh, big things missing this year, right? Marvel Studios seems to be having a much smaller presence Game of Thrones, which is a, a panel that everyone looks forward to every year. They're not doing that this year. Um, what's your take on uh, this year's offerings? Like why they're not there? Why they're not, they're not there or, you know, what else, uh, you know, might pop up in, in their place? I think they're not there because they don't have to be there. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, uh, we're not going to see the end of Game of Thrones until... 2019 yeah next year like late next year right so 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 it's gonna be a while anyway but i don't know and everyone died in avengers infinity war (laughs) (laughs) that's not a spoiler at this point right i don't think so it better not be if you haven't seen it by now where the hell have you been right yeah that's that's shame on you not shame on us i'm looking forward to uh i'm looking forward to seeing aquaman there you go uh shazam Mm -hmm. what else uh, yeah, Warner Brothers, they're always at Comic-Con in a pretty big way. Yeah, they sponsor their bags every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and I were talking earlier, but it does. we did think that Aquaman and Shazam are going to be in there in force. I'm wondering if Joaquin Phoenix might stroll by to give his take on what Joker's oh, going to be. right. Like, a lot of people are interested in, in, in that project. So Maybe Jared Leto because there's going to be a parallel joker story happening maybe, maybe simultaneously a, a joker off hey who on, knows on the stage at hall h joke off huh <laughs> who you might want to hit up their marketing department <laughs> that'd be awesome um but uh you know i guess we can speculate 
all we want, but uh, we know the nature of this convention, and yeah. it's hard to predict. You know, yeah. a, a big part of um, this convention, just because it's so crazy, is that stuff happens that we don't expect. But even the big studios that attend the convention, I think they like to play with that too. They like to throw unexpected stuff out there and drop surprises and, and this sort of thing. So um, it really makes for an unpredictable experience, right? Yeah. Which can be stressful, but I think if you have the right mindset, it can be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, you can always just say you were there. Where were you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and therein lies the FOMO. Like, I can't say, like, I went there. And even if I had a shitty time, like, at least the years where, like, I had some rough moments, I, I could say, like, I was there. <laughs> Not this time. But I think that's okay. And I can live vicariously through you in here. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to live it up, man. Awesome. Try and live that best life. Right on. <laughs> and with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Rainier.